Hello, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. I'm right here on KBTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. And I am Brian Zell. And Brian is here setting in for Tracy, who's on a 73-day cruise around the country and running into all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. With, you know, our issues that we have in Israel Mm -hmm. and all over. So... Thank you for being here. Oh, I appreciate my pleasure. you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. So how was your week? How was your week in real estate this week? Um, it's been a little crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just, we, we have a condo in escrow and we've run into some bumps in the road with the lender or not the lender, but the loan. And so with uh, condos, you have insurance issues potentially with the HOAs and that kind of reared its ugly head. Um, thankfully it seems that the lender is working with the underwriter and we're going to get that smoothed out and hopefully close next week. But we were supposed to close, uh, about 10 days ago. Oh, wow. So you're delayed by 10 days. At least. Yeah. We're, we're hopefully closing, uh, somewhere around Wednesday to Friday of next week. So it'll end up probably being about a two and a half week delay, but you know, buyer wants to close, seller wants to close. So, you know, you that's why we're here. Happen. We have to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I had an interesting week. I had, I have a deal in escrow, and we were waiting for the seller to remove the contingency on a home that she's purchasing up north, mm-hmm. and that got delayed because we found mold in the ceiling. We found a roof that was at the last leg of its life, and um, had to work all of those details out. Well, that took about seven days. Didn't think that was a long time. We kind of mm-hmm. hustled and got no, that done, right? But what happened in those seven days? is the points on the loan that she has went from zero to 1.48. So that equated to $7,190. Ouch. And so they then came back and said, we would like your seller to pay for that. My seller said, you know what? I don't think so. It's not my fault. I didn't create that. Mm -hmm. If they want to buy my house, they can buy my house. And if they don't want to buy my house, I'm good with that. Yeah, somebody else always will. Yes. Exactly. And I was thinking, okay, here we go with those open houses again. We're going to do them every single weekend Mm -hmm. until it sells again. Right. So said that, waited a couple days here. We're back and they're buying the house anyways. Yes. Because because they're not going to find a house at the same price that they did when they bought that one for a million fifty. Yes. So even with these $7,000 increase, the reality of our real estate market is that it is still a seller's market. It definitely is still a seller's market with very, very low inventory mm-hmm. and people not being able to find anything else to replace that property. Right. 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 And good for your sellers for having an experienced agent who understands that and can draw that line in the sand and say, yeah, no. Yeah, we'll just start doing open houses again. It's yeah. all good. Because yeah. someone will buy it immediately. Yes. Because it is gorgeous. It is. I saw it. Yes. So that was kind of the hiccup that I had to deal with mm-hmm. this week and um, didn't make people happy either side. You know, everybody put their, yep. their heels in the sand, as I say. And, um, but we did get it resolved and we're moving forward and my client's going to be able to move where she'd like to be. That's and awesome. the buyer's going to be able to move into a beautiful home. Well, sometimes a little 24-hour cooling off period where the emotions kind of diminish a little bit and then clear her head start to think and it's like okay yeah you know that's what happens that makes sense. yes well the other thing too is um i have a beautiful listing well it's not beautiful yet but it's going to be beautiful it's a fixer actually 
and uh, it's a three bedroom, two bath, corner lot, one story, um, has been a rental for a while. Okay. And so we have a couple issues with that, just to clean it up and get it going. And um, it will probably be in the 860 range if we don't do the necessary fix-ups that it needs. Mm -hmm. And if we do, it'll be in the million dollar range. Oh, so wow. it's actually a good property for a flip yeah. because there's enough space there, you know, enough margin yep. uh, that they can flip it. And um, we'll see what happens. Right now we're, we're burdening ourselves with all of the inspections. We did a, a home inspection just so that we know what's what, right? Right. And then got the sewer lateral looked at it's perfect so it's a ventura house it is a ventura house so the sewer lateral is required okay sewer lateral is required and um you know we have a roof that's not in very good shape so we're trying to decide do we take it all off and fix it or do we just maintenance Solidize what do we got to do yeah right so it may take another couple weeks for that to come on the market we thought we were going to put it on this week but it looks like it's going to take another couple weeks okay so but anyways it was a it was a good week in real estate. It just was a lot of little issues, right? Yeah, that sounds almost like a normal week in real estate. Know, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, we have a great show lined up for you guys today. We have Larry Reyes from Smart Home Mortgage. He is going to be talking about those interest rates and the points on loans and what you can do to still get in this market and be able to purchase a home. We have Abe from Rent805, and he is in the rental market and he's going to talk to us about what he does in the rental market and what what's happening with rentals what are the prices what's going on we're going to talk about that and then brian sisk is with us he is an appraiser locally and he is going to talk about what he does and what an appraiser does and what they do and then he's going to come back after we take a break and then he's going to talk about our market and what he's seeing in the real estate market and then Brian and Abe and I will come back and talk a little bit more about real estate and we'll let you know what's happening in and around Ventura County. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is... NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 01507079. The number you really need to remember is mine 805 853 3030. Come to Ventiki in downtown Ventura at the corner of Fern, Maine for happy hour food and drinks from 4 to 6 p.m. and enjoy a specialty drink by one of our cocktail shamans, where you will be amazed by the Aloha spirit the moment you walk through our A-frame archway and sit around our fire pit on our open patio. See you soon. Mahalo. Call us at 805-667-8887. Once again, that's 805-667-8887. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate right here on KBTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Brian Zell. And we have Larry Reyes with us. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm great, Karen. How are you? Great. Thanks so much for being with us today. We appreciate you. No problem. So you kind of know the debacle that I was in this week with points going up on loans. Are they going to do that more? Is that like made people cancel transactions? What's happened this week for you? Well, the rates have gone up, obviously, as we know. The rates are still moving up. We are about 8% on a conventional loan and about 7.5% on a FHA loan. The only reason why someone's points are going to go up in the middle of a transaction is a bad loan officer. They did not lock the person's interest rate in at the beginning of the transaction. So key to any type of uh, escrow right now, the loan officer needs to communicate with their buyers. And once an escrow is opened, if everyone likes the rate and the payment at that moment, that rate needs to be locked in immediately. We have a lot of volatility in the market right now. So there's lots of movement and that could cause a big dump in someone's cost if there is no rate lock on the file. Well, I think what the problem was, Larry, is we had a contingency to remove the the property that the seller's buying, and we ran into some repairs that had to be done. And so we we had to delay by about nine days. And so they wanted to make sure that we could still make that rate. So should it still have been locked in, even though we had issues? It still should have been locked in. We can always extend a locked rate for up to... At minimum 15 days, a lot of our lenders will allow up to 30 days for a rate lock extension. So lock in for 30, you can get in another 15 at minimum if need be, and some places you can get an additional 30. And is there a cost for that? There is a cost for that. It's usually going to cost, if you're looking at 15 days, you're looking at about half a percent uh, fee, so a half a point. So that, that should have been the thing that happened because it was 1.48%. So that's, that obviously tells me it wasn't locked in and no, no one was doing the extension. They just had to lock at the moment. Um, and the rates went up on them and, that, and the cost went up. Wow. And that's, you know, that's unfortunate because we're seeing that happen with other banks and, and people are not locking in loans. They, they're just trying to play the, uh, play the market right now is not the time to do that we just have a lot of volatility i always tell my clients if you like the rate you like the payment right now we need to lock it in because it can change if rates improve we always have a float down option so if they improve by half a percent or more from what the lock is we can go and do that float down at no cost to get that better rate the banks offer that because they don't want to see you leave if they don't offer you that lower rate, you're likely to just say, well, forget it. I'm going to go to another bank. So, you know, float down options are available. Exactly. Well, what are we doing to get buyers into the market right now? You know, what, what we're doing is we're just seeing a lot of new programs coming about. So, again, 100% financing programs. You know, we have down payment assistance, several different down payment assistance programs. We have the USDA program. Again, that's 100% financing in rural areas like Fillmore. Um, there's a lot of self-employed programs out there that are coming back and, and are really, really active right now. So the P&L program, the bank statement program, the, uh, the no-ratio programs. So lots of new programs are really just driving people into the market. 
And we just need to let them know that now is a good time to buy because you can refinance in the future. When the market improves on the rates, we're going to have a flood of people out there wanting to buy these properties, and it's going to cause the prices to go up even more. So now is definitely a good time to get in and refi when the rates come down. Well, especially with our inventory as low as it is, it, it will cause the exactly. prices to go back up, and you'll have more competition. Exactly. Definitely will. Definitely will. We're going to see a flood. It's going to be a flood in the market when those rates come down, and everyone that didn't buy are going to be kicking themselves in the butt because there's not going to be a lot of inventory, and the prices are just going to go up. Well, and I'm hearing, too, that if you buy at today's rate, that the lender will waive their fees on the refi. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely, definitely true. There's a bunch of different incentives to purchase now and refi later. There's a lot of no-cost refi programs. If you take it back to the same lender, even people that have prepayment penalties, they're waiving those prepayment penalties for people if that loan goes back to that same lender. So lots of things out there that, that you know, are a benefit for our consumers. And what about investment properties? Like investment prop- rentals? They're- Go ahead. Like rentals where people buy a, a rental property at this? We're still seeing, know, we're still still seeing, seeing people those? buy rental properties right now. Those are, those are what people need to take advantage of too because there's a lot of no-doc programs for those. So as long as someone has 20 to 25% down, uh, we don't need to verify your employment. We don't need to verify your income. There's DSCR, meaning does the rent cover the mortgage payment? And then there's programs that say, even if the rent doesn't cover the mortgage payment, we still will allow you to buy this home. There's just an add-on to the rate to do so. So if you're looking to become a property investor now and you have the down payment, now's the time to buy these homes we don't know how long these programs are going to be out there. And uh, if you don't have the income on paper to qualify, now is the time to buy because there's no income documentation required on investment properties. Well, and what we're going to start seeing, Larry, is we're going to start seeing investors go, oh, I need to do a 1031 exchange by the end of the year. Right. And right. so can we get those closed in 30 days, 40 days? Easily. Yes. Easily 30 days. Okay, good. Well, I count on you for that. You always do a great job, and I always appreciate you. Tell everybody where they can find you. They can find us at the Morgan Stanley Building in Oxnard, the large tower, 300 East Espinon Drive, Suite 1680. That's on the 16th floor. And our phone number is 805-853-3030. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Karen. Well, coming up, we have Abe from Rent805. He is going to be talking about the rental market and how much inventory they have and what the prices of those are. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We wanna assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pathiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. 
welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women right here on real estate, even though I have a house full of guys right now. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm Karen Campbell. I'm Brian Zell. And we have Abe with us. He is from Rent 805. He works with Janet Sprisler, and she is in a class right now. And so, Abe, we're so glad to have you. Thank you so much. Thanks welcome for having me, Karen. So tell us a little bit about what's going on in the rental market. Well, right now it's a great time to come and live in Ventura because we have a beautiful uh, three-bedroom townhome um, next to the government center. Uh, and that, that's running for about $34.95. Um, these, uh, this building was built about 10 years ago, so it's, it's fairly new. And if you want to live in the collection, we also have something available there that's going for around 3200 a month and both of these uh, places have their their two car garage uh, their beautiful townhomes that are less than 10 years old um, so that's your other option instead of buying <laughs> you could yeah. rent and living at the collection is amazing because yep. you're so close to everything you've got shopping there you've got restaurants you've got banks you've got everything you need right there and you can walk definitely which is really nice yeah right now is uh, the, the price the, the market has changed a little bit uh, it has g gone down about um, two hundred dollars, a uh, hundred to two hundred dollars, depending where where you're going or what what kind of uh, uh, what what kind of home you're looking for. Uh, but it has gone down about you know three percent on the rent market right now. Uh, this is just a season where the prices go a little bit lower, um, so the demand is less, um, but the supply is still there. Uh, but we do have, uh, like I said, our currently our Homes that stay on the market, they stay anywhere from 7 to 15 days in the market. That's a little that longer than they were doing. Yes. So that's good. That's a good thing. So how much inventory do you have right now? Right now, uh, like I mentioned, we have those two units. We uh, Just in the last two months, we, we, we leased up about uh, eight units that became available and within the 7 to 15 day range. Uh, like I said, right now it is... If a renter's looking to move, this is the best time to move. A lot of a lot of the current um, occupied units that they're they're going to stay there towards the holidays, um, so that's going to make it less inventory. But at this time, um, the inventory does come up is going to be like just a little bit uh, cheaper uh, due to the season. Yeah. And so, what do you look for when somebody's coming to you and wanting to rent? What do you what information are you taking from them? Well, we, we definitely uh, are, as a property management, we are very responsible with our owners and we need to take care of their assets, first of all. Um, so we definitely depend on their credit. We are asking up to two months security deposit, uh, equivalent to, to one month's rent, two months. And we're looking for their income to be minimum uh, three times the sum of the monthly rent. Okay. And of and of course, a lot of folks are bringing their pets with them, and there is uh, what we call a pet screening, where we screen their pets and we get a pet a pet score um, a to pet see score. <laughs> <laughs> to see if they're um, how much of a liability they will be to to the property owner. So we have to safeguard our residents. Uh, I'm sorry, our owners. Right, and so when you have a pet score, what score are you looking for? Well. Um, there is, believe it or not, there is, we look at all the vaccination types of breeds, um, and that's going to depend on the pet score. So, and so do you require your tenants to have renter's insurance so that that pet is covered under that insurance umbrella versus your, 
uh, your owners? It is something that we require. We definitely require our residents to have rental insurance uh, due to a lot of factors. Um, currently, there there's some insurances that are no longer providing rental insurance at the same rate that we uh, used to expect the $7 to $15 range. Now it's a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but we have a program that allows our residents to still get it to f- s- close to that range. Um, but right now, insurance is very important. You never know what happens to, to you while you're living at that place. Um, I've had kitchen fires before. Oh, and, you know, that could be up to 100 grand just on a kitchen fire. Um, so you, we definitely need our residents to be covered. Awesome. Yeah. I can tell you from personal experience, having renter's insurance is a very good thing. Uh, we were renting in an apartment during the Thomas fire. Right. And that apartment is no longer there. Um, Okay, and that's so, not good. <laughs> no, it wasn't good. But we did have renter's insurance, and so we were able to uh, get a little help when we, we had literally nothing. So, um, well, that's great. It's to an know. expense worth having. Definitely, we've been uh, the situation that we had. There was it was a senior, and uh, mm-hmm. they were, you know, displaced, um, and the renter's insurers were able to cover their rent. Uh, they were able to call, well, essentially their hotel. Um, and they were able to cover up to a hundred thousand dollars. Wow, so that's, that's amazing. It really, it really depends. It, it really, ma- it's really important for you to have those rental insurance. You just never know what's going to happen. Right. And then, are you taking new um, owners on? Are you definitely oh, doing that? Oh, definitely. We're always open to to growing. Um, we we like to take on properties, and we're very truthful with our owners and letting them know what the current market is and letting them know what the potential is. Of course, every every single owner is gonna want the maximum rent, but we have to analyze the market. And then, you know, once they decide to go with us, we'll do a walkthrough in their, in their home and ensure, you know, liability and ensure any tripping hazards and ensure all electrical's good. So we, we do that home inspection for them. And then we take it from there and see what repairs they have to do. So it is, it is an investment if they first time uh, home landlords, the, it is an investment that you're going to have to take on as you decide to put your home on the market. Um, it's going to be an investment that you're going to invest, but we're going to be the property managers that's going to safeguard and ensure your asset uh, that it's you know it's being inspected and it's being well taken care of, so that the next uh, tenant um, is going to get the same quality of home that you originally offered. Yeah, I know that Janet is real particular about how clean things are, how safe they are, making sure that everything is in place, that everything works. Because some of these some of these rentals, you know, you move in and nothing works. Mm-hmm. Definitely, we definitely have to put our we're going to put our name on that property, right? And we're going to be partners with with these landlords. So we're going to you know we're going to raise the standard, and it's going to be to their benefit because. 50 years from from now or 20 years from now when they give this property over in their trust or to their children they want to have they want that property to be kept they want that stucco to be there they want that wall uh not needing any any major repair they want those roofs uh to have been those leaks attended so that 20 years from now uh they won't have any mold or any anything that would come back and, and haunt the new the new owner uh, with any, um, as you mentioned, uh, 20 years later, they'll find something that happened that wasn't repaired due to that negligence. So we do annual inspections um, to ensure 
that the property is in well sh in good shape and that the resident is taking care of it. And then what do you do for the owner? Do you do all of the math for them and send just send them a check? Because that's what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, we deal with all the resident issues. And the residents, we have every type of residents. We got really good, clean, with ho good housekeeping. And we got other residents that have, that are, you know, they, they, they're a little challenging. Um, they violate a lot of lease, lease rules. And so, and then others that don't pay. And others that you no longer want as a resident. Uh, so you have to be able to terminate their contract. So we write the contract where it's, it's friendly, it's towards the landlord, and we protect uh, the landlord's rights. Well, if you ever are looking for a great property management company, I have to say Rent 805 is amazing. I refer all of my business to Rent 805, and you guys do a great job. Well, thank so you. tell everybody where they can find you if they have a question for you or if they need new business from you. Oh, definitely. You can always visit our website at rent805.com, and you can always... Um, Call us at, uh, at my phone number is 805-921-9771. But the best option is going to be Rent805. And you can see our listings. You can also uh, see our testimonials and get in contact with us very easily. You can also find all those rentals that are available, too, on that website, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Very easy to navigate, mobile-friendly. You're able to schedule a tour by yourself. And you don't even have to even meet us. Um, we, we can do everything virtually. Uh, since we just able to sign the lease contract uh, through your mobile phone. <laughs> nice. Wow. And you can also, can't you show property without you having to go? Definitely. They can go, like, drop their their driver's license or whatever yeah, you require a, of them. You do everything through your phone. You pre-screen you through the phone. Nice. Uh, you get access to the property through your phone. You get there. You check out the property. If You, you leave the key back in the key box. And if you like it, you you apply on your phone. And sure enough, within a, within a couple of hours, we'll give you a call back, letting you know you got approved. You you drop off the security deposit, and then you fill out a, a, a lease agreement. And from there on, you get a resident portal where pretty much you can see your ledger. You, we could communicate. You could put work orders. You could give um, any notice to vacate. All the communications, if a vendor's gonna go in there and fix and repair your home, it, you're gonna be contacted through that, through that um, portal. And the, the owner, the resident, and Renato Five will be in, in contact. That's, That's awesome. pretty awesome. Yeah. Definitely. I guess they could sell you the rent too, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have something similar. Direct deposit. We have different different ways of paying. You can pay online. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank we you. appreciate you. Well, coming up, we have Brian Sisk. He is a local real estate appraiser. And he's going to tell you what he does for a living. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Seth Doherty, a professional land surveyor with Latitude Surveying. We help homeowners, realtors, developers, contractors, and architects define property lines, create topographic surveys, site plans, and other maps. We service Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Give us a call at 805-637-1975 or check us out on the web at latitudesurveying.com. Again, this is Seth Doherty with Latitude Surveying at 805-637-1975. 805-637-1975.
Moving house this year? Imagine having a gentle, experienced partner to help you prepare and lead the team to pack, move, and completely resettle your new home as you've planned. At Gentle Transitions of California, we call that person a move manager. Why not schedule our no-obligation move planning meeting to find out more? Just call 800-619-3049 or visit gentletransitions.com to get started. That's 800-619-3049 to let us help you move gently this time. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate right here on KVTA 1590. You can also stream live on KVTA.com and watch it on any device that you have. So I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm Brian Zell. And we have... Brian, Brian Sisk. Sisk. I was going to say Brian Brian. <laughs> Brian Brian. We have Brian Sisk with us. He is a local real estate appraiser. Thanks so much for being here. Well, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, you know, I got a call yesterday of someone who wasn't, a, wasn't real knowledgeable about what an appraiser does. So if you wouldn't mind just saying what you do as an appraiser, who you work for, why you do what you do, all okay. of that. Okay. Well, I'm an independent real estate appraiser. I've been appraising for about 25 years in the local market, Ventura, Santa Barbara. Um, I'm independent. I own my own company. I'm basically a sort of a subcontractor for every large bank and middleman out there. I'm very, f- very few appraisers in smaller markets work for larger companies, only in like large cities or their outfits that just kind of handle all the, all the easy stuff. As we get into a smaller neighborhood, smaller communities, the work becomes more eclectic and different and it's more challenging that way. And so do you also do things for like probates and, you know, various different types of appraisals because you have to know the reason you're doing an appraisal, right? Yeah. One one of the first questions we ask when our phone rings is what's the purpose of the appraisal? And it's either estate planning, we're trying to figure out how much we're worth, we'll go into a trust or someone passed away or oftentimes two people passed away and there's a before and an after appraisal because no one did it the first time. I get calls from agents because they want to figure out what how to price the property moving forward because they can't quite get the borrowers to or the sellers to come around to the right price. And so, what do you put on an appraisal? So I know you do comps, okay. but then you actually have to paint a picture. Yeah, it's like we tell a story. If you read the report, it kind of tells a story. It talks about the subject, the neighborhood, the market trends. And then it goes into more of the subject detail, inside, outside, upgrades, features. And then it talks about the comparables in the neighborhood. It'll talk about your market, different comparables coming out of the market, why they're similar, why they're different, those prices, what the differences are worth. And then in the end, we kind of correlate it to which one or two properties are most similar to your property. And that's where the value kind of comes from. It gets attached to the ones that are most similar. And then don't you have to paint a picture of what's going on in in the economy and what's going on in the market and all of those things because normally you work for a bank, right? Yes, normally I work for a bank. So in that process, we do have to paint a picture of the whole marketing conditions. So we'll tell you how much or what the market has done in the last year, whether it's gone up or down in the last year. Sometimes it's cyclical. This market is typically cyclical. It's hotter in the summer, cooler in the, in the winter, but sometimes values don't always parrot that depending on interest rates values skip the cyclical things if the interest rates are low enough exactly and so when you work for a bank you're actually the bank's eyes and ears right yes i am 
because we're essentially someone is using their house as collateral for a loan. So we need to go in and say, okay, if these people take their money and fly the coop, you can get your money back out of the house. It's there. It's essentially what we do, you know. Exactly. Well, I tried to explain that to somebody this week, of course, right? And they wanted to know how come I wasn't giving you the comps. Well, as a listing agent, I don't get to give you comps. You have to find your own comps, right? Correct. We typically, we need to we need to be members of the local MLS board so we can go out and find all the same comps that the realtor finds. And we like to reproduce the comps that the realtor used to set the price to list it. If we're having a hard time, it's nice if the realtor would bring comps or there's a conversation about, hey, how'd you price this? You know, I'm having a hard time. Oh, I had to go across the road or this house over here sold 12 months ago. That's what I used. It, it, then it kind of helps us because then it also tells us that the realtor knows what they're doing too. Well, you know, and appraisers that, that do kind of cleanse realtors back a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and how do you get the job for an appraiser? I had to train as an apprentice for 2,500 hours. I had to take about 150 hours of education to get my initial license, another 100 to upgrade to certified another 150 hours to get my first designation and then another 30 hours to get my second designation and then we have to maintain about 30 hours a year of continuing education to renew our license every couple of years wow that's so a lot that is a lot that's more than we have that to do. is more than we <laughs> yeah a lot of people say that the designation is the one that 150 hours it's like a master's of course and so when you so how do you get the job from the bank because a lot of people are confused about how, like, you just go, don't go to the bank and say, I want that job, right? Correct, it comes correct. through a system that actually gets bid out. Yes, there's a, there's a middleman between the bank and the appraiser, and there's different qualities or levels of middlemen. Some middlemen will, will feed the job out to, you know, everyone in the county and say, you know, what's your best fee rate for fee and turnaround time? And then other banks, they ferret their appraisers better, so they have a smaller list of appraisers and they say, this is your fee, is that acceptable? Or is there something that we don't know that would ask you to, would require you to ask for more fee, higher fee, and then we go from there. So there's better banks and then there's busier banks. So and, then, and then lenders that don't have to portfolio their stuff, they actually have their own panels, like older school credit unions have their own panels and they don't use a middleman. Awesome, mm. so you don't have to basically sit and wait for a job you can actually go out and do all different types of appraisals but when it comes to the bank it's a bidding system and they put it out for bid and then if you so how does a bid come back so a bid will come in a form of an email and i'll log on to a site and i'll put in my fee and my turnaround time and if i have the lowest fee i get the job and that's just really the and bottom that's just, line that's the bottom line right if it's a higher quality lending institution they understand that you don't always get the best report with the lowest fee and that you get what you pay for. Right. So they ferret their appraisers, make sure they're good appraisers and they pay them an honest fee and that way you get honest, you get good work. So then you get appraisers who want to answer questions, go above and beyond for something that's difficult, you know, that it kind of breeds loyalty, it breeds loyalty. Exactly. Well, I had a property that I sold a month and a half ago now uh, for 2.625. And they required two appraisals. Mm -hmm. Why did they do that? Oftentimes, if the loan amount or the value is over a million dollars, they require two appraisals. And so all they're doing when they get two, two appraisers is they're just getting two opinions of value. Two sets of eyes. And if those appraisers, the values come in 
very far apart, they kind of go back to the appraisers and say, okay, you know, this person used these comps, you use these comps, can you guys tell us what's going on? Or maybe is one of you want to, you know, adjust your appraisal so they're more in line? Because oftentimes the banks won't accept two appraisals if the value is more than 10% difference. Oh, okay. So it has to be within a range, yeah. right? And, okay. And, and then who pays for both appraisals? Because it almost doesn't seem fair to pay for two appraisals when you only need one. Well, if a bank requires two, it's wrapped in the loan. So the lender pays for it or the borrower okay. pays for it eventually, you know, in some form or another. And do the banks always accept your value when you turn in an appraisal? Um, not always. So sometimes I, sometimes I'm not at sales price. And sometimes right. they're okay with that. Sometimes they're not okay with that. You know, and I just defend my number, you know, and, and that's that. And so when a property doesn't come in at sales price, how, does, how do we contest that? Like, how do we go back to you? How do we get to you after that point? You would have to go through the bank and file a recertification of value to sort of challenge my value. And it depends on why it didn't make value. You know, if there's 10, 10 offers above list price and one is way up there, it's probably not worth that one way up there. It's probably worth more of what all the other ones are collected at. So then they're going to, they're not going to complain too much. But so, if, if it's like one, one offer and it's way low and, you know, and then there's a lot of room and it's really muddy, then they're like, well, are you sure? <laughs> right. Are you sure? You know, are That's you sure? the question. <laughs> yeah. And so when that happens, because I've had that happen. Same. Um, you know, when something comes in lower and you're like, these are the comps I use. And we had multiple offers. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily get to see those multiple offers. So I do you ask that? I always ask. I always ask because I say, okay, it's listed at this. How come we're above list price? Like, what, how did we get here? You know, right. tell me the story, right? The story is, you know, multiple counter offers, highest and best. That's kind of thing. And then it's pretty obvious, you know, to paint a picture. But sometimes when there's like one offer, someone comes in, you know, it's been on the market for 60 days, comes, someone comes with a full priced offer, you know, we're all scratching our heads. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? So then I can, you know, then I look at it and I look at what the market's doing. It's not so much of what all the buyers are telling me because there's only one. And, and one buyer doesn't really represent a collective market. It's one person with either they've fallen in love with the property, it's next to friends of theirs, or they just have cash in their pocket and want to get in. So when somebody comes to you, like if you were to come to me for a list, being a listing agent, are you going to ask me, did I have multiple offers or am I going to be the one to tell you? If, if it went out above list, I'll start asking questions. You know, if it's below list, maybe not so many questions, but yeah, I try to engage and see if there's more than one offer. I'm always going to tell you from yeah. now on. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> yeah. But right? some appraisers don't uh, write them down. I write all the numbers down. Yeah. Well, and I've you had know. appraisers say, I don't want anything from you. So I basically open the door and let them go do their thing. And then they say, thank you so much and see you later. And I'm like, you didn't ask me anything about this house. Right. And I know this house really, really well because mm -hmm. I've been in it for a very long time now. Right. And I just think that's so important. So there must be a reason why that is. Some appraisers out there feel that the agent is biased, is going to tell you what they need you to hear to get the appraisal to come in. They're not going to tell you what they don't want you to know. Well, and a lot of times so, we're going to give you a list of upgrades that the mm -hmm. house has had. We're going to tell you what we've already done. We're going to tell you that we have a clear PSL. We're going to tell you all the things that we have done to get the offer where it is. Mm -hmm. 
and hopefully you're going to want that information. Yeah, I always ask for a list of upgrades, any kind of information at all. Absolutely, awesome. it always helps, because it, it always helps. And if your home has got extra improvements as an agent, you want to go, look, <laughs> look, right? here's a list of everything we've done to it that the house that's sold across the street doesn't have. You know, exactly. that's important to your seller, your buyer, and the appraiser. Absolutely. So when you're, when you're doing these appraisals and looking at the comps, are you looking at old sets of pictures to where you can say this kitchen was updated, this one was not, or? Yes, I have access to the, all, all the MLS you guys do with all the interior photos. Okay, so you're, so you're can, looking at more than just numbers, yeah, you're, yeah. you're evaluating. Yeah, and I can go back and say, well, this home, oh, it says flip. When, what, what was it like six, eight months ago? So then you can go and look at it. And sometimes you're like, all they did was paint it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> paint it, and that's it. You know, it's got the same kitchen, you know? Or sometimes you go back and they just, it was a mess and they gutted it and redid everything. Mm -hmm. And then when that's the case, then that's when you get the multiple offers that are above list. Right. Exactly. When they just went from top to bottom and redid everything. Well, tell everybody where they can find you if they have a question for you, because anybody can call an appraiser, yes? Correct. Anyone can. Um, my name is Brian Sisk. I'm at briansiskappraisals.com. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to ask Brian what he thinks of this market. So stay tuned. Opa! You don't have to travel to Greece to enjoy the food, dancing, music, and culture. The Greek Ventura has it all. Healthy, traditional Mediterranean foods, fresh, daily seafood, succulent steaks, cozy up at the fire pit on our newly remodeled patio, open daily for lunch and dinner, brunch on the weekends, extended happy hour from Monday to Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., all overlooking picturesque Ventura Harbor, where the parking is always free. Go to thegreekventura.com. Opa! Hi there, I'm Pola, and I'm the Psychic on the Avenue. I'm a spiritual advisor, clairvoyant reader, and I'm here to help you focus on releasing the past baggage that's only been weighing you down. Also connecting with the present to help you look forward to make a bigger, brighter future. I specialize in all areas of life, and especially the power of love. Aren't you curious to know what your partner is feeling, thinking, or wanting? I can guide you through any situation giving you the spiritual key to open new doors, gain insight and intuition. This truly is my life's work. You can reach me at my location at 108 North Ventura Avenue or 107 Figueroa Street, both located in downtown Ventura. Or you can reach me at 805-628-3333. That is 805-628-3333. If you call in and use the code GIRLSONAIR, I will grant you $150 worth of services for only $85. I hope to hear from you soon for a spiritual awakening. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We're real women in real estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell. I am Brian Zell. And we have Brian Stiss back with us. He is going to tell us a little bit more about what he does. He's an amazing appraiser. If you ever need an appraiser for anything, you just need to give a call to him because he can do any and all appraisers, right? Or appraisals, sorry. Um, so what do you think of this market? What do you think is going on? Well. What are you seeing? It's kind of, it, it's kind of a mixed bag, you know. We're in, we're a coastal community. So we have, we have a commodity, it's called the beach. Yes. You know, you yep. go 20 miles away, 30 miles away, you don't have that. So the commodity in historically has insulated us from the, the, the deeps ups and downs that inland has. So that said, we're, we're losing our momentum. 
we haven't like started declining yet in in most markets you know i'm sure there's isolated pockets you know certain areas here are just going down for probably more of inventory issue too much inventory than than buyers but we're l- slowing down we're losing momentum there's less properties going out above list but it still happens you know kind of regularly well but and i see prices are still going up i yeah. mean they take the last sold comp which you go okay, okay how did we get that right yeah and it closes and then they put 25 or 30,000 on top of that when they list the next one yeah. so yeah I, it's, how do it's you support hard. that um that is really hard to support that kind of increase you know it's it's really challenging when the market just kind of keeps going almost out of control you know it has to sort of slow down at some point it is starting to soften and then there's also and oftentimes i see people who want to overpay they have the cash to pay above the appraisal if i don't come in where they think i should they're okay right and then the unfortunate thing there is is it records above its market value and that's what affects the market going forward because not all agents know that it didn't appraise at value they're exactly. gonna they're gonna tack 30 grand on the artificial value and move forward and the average buyer doesn't know what happened either so the market just goes upwards kind of unsupported well and what happens with that is everywhere else san francisco san diego out of state all these places when they sell their properties there they're bringing four to five hundred thousand dollars cash with them and so that makes a huge difference too because now they can do that overpriced listing and they can compete with multiple offers and then it still has to appraise because a lot of times they're not they're putting all of that money down but they're also having to get a loan so they're still at all of the contingencies that a lender has on top of them Yes, yes. Cash cash is what kind of fueled the post-COVID craziness before the rates started going up. Mm-hmm. Right. So I saw a lot of cash, just cash outbidding itself. You know, people with escalation clauses. You Ugh. know, they'll pay 25 grand over the highest list price. I had a situation where an out-of-town buyer showed up early, unannounced, offered 100 grand to the seller to cancel the escrow, called up the buyer to offer them 100 grand to cancel so he could move in. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm not. And then the local people said, we don't want you in our town. No, thank you. Go away. And they they just kept the contract and it went through just fine. Wow, that's amazing. Of course, I didn't appraise it for full price because I knew what was going on. There was a bunch of extra cash offers in there. And that happened here? Yeah. Of course it did. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we (laughs) see all kinds of stuff, especially when the market's that crazy. Uh, we do see lots of stuff. You have to write offers on your car and write counters in, you know, in your car and have your people with you and all of that. I did that in 2005. It was not fun. And it's not good for everybody. So, you know, hopefully that's not happening too often. Hopefully not. And it's not good for the buyers. No, it's not desperate. good for anybody. They get desperate. They end up overpaying in something that is not ideally what they want. Well, and besides that, when they get in escrow, they have more chance of getting cold feet and backing out of that transaction if everything's not perfect. Because our buyers today are not interested in buying a fixer. Our buyers today are interested in buying a house that's already done so that all they have to do is move in and make that payment. We call those the HGTV buyers. Yes. HGTV buyers. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Every time I get an assignment that is literally the worst house in the neighborhood, I'm finding less and less comps because every time one of those sells, it gets fixed up, right? either rented out or sold. So every time one sells, it's like I get less inventory, mm-hmm. you know, so I have to keep going back to my old reports and go, okay, 
you know, this condition was worth like say 20% or something big, you know, and just carry it forward and hope for the best. Sometimes right. the and numbers line up, sometimes they don't. Right. And what are you seeing with ADUs? Are you seeing a lot of ADUs going on the market because we're seeing them come on the market after they've been built? I'm seeing and more And they're beautiful. Home, I'm seeing more homes with ADUs and mm -hmm. a lot of people advertising ADU Prudential. Like a second yeah. two-car garage, turn that into an ADU. Yes. Or this garage has a, a bath in it that's permitted. So you're halfway to ADU status if you got the bath in your garage. Right. So there's a lot of that. I had one the other day. This gentleman bought a house with two small studios, two-story, two studios. He's going to convert the two studios into one studio, call it an ADU, and he's tripling his square footage. Wow. <laughs> I thought there was a limit on square footage for ADUs. Yeah, there is. I know there is. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's just it's amazing what there's so many properties out there with ADUs that are just coming on the market because it's it's rentability. You know, it's well, and potential. they're making it very easy for people that are yes. wanting to do an ADU on their property and build one. They're making it less expensive. They're making the permit process faster. Yes, they are. And they're making it very easy for them to get those built up, and then consider that so the city gets mm -hmm. to consider that an affordable house yes as part of their affordable That's housing fun. project yeah. and their arena numbers yeah yeah they're making it easy on you unless you live in a flood zone or an earthquake fault in which case you need to call me for the appraisal report because that's what they want oh there you go right there you go Interesting. <laughs> so i i just there's so many aspects of appraisal because there's so many different types of properties and we're seeing all of that. We're seeing everything on the market right now. And ADUs seem to stand out ahead of the game uh, because they are making it easy. Yes. But, um, you know, what about properties that are, you know, built in the early 1920s, midtown, you know, downtown? Those properties, the infrastructure's bad, the plumbing's bad typically, the yeah. electrical's bad. What do you take in consideration when you're appraising something like that? When I'm appraising something that's that old and, and dated, um, I kind of look at the maintenance records and see if they've upgraded anything and see if my comparables have old electrical panels and, you know, old galvanized plumbing or whatever it is. You know, I try to find comparables that have the same kind of issues. Yeah. And sometimes I have to go back into like another time of the market a couple of years ago to find homes that are that have those condition issues with them and then just try to carry the differences forward so do you go to the city and look at the the uh, permit history or do you no. just kind of look at i typically go to mls okay. mls tells you know when it's for sale they tell you everything oh yeah they should you know or call them up and ask them what hey you know what when did you do this or when did this happen or whatever but i go for mls and you can go back in time look up the property address find out it sold four years ago it didn't have all these upgrades or you know or it had a new roof four years ago and now they're saying it has a new roof well it's not a new roof it's six years old now well, you know. and we get something called a city report that yes. has all of our documents. Yes. When someone's pulled a permit, it actually mm -hmm. gets posted to that property. And sometimes they're not clear and sometimes they're not signed off. So what happens when something's not signed off? When an upgrade, it depends Just on what is signed <laughs> off. You know, like I see, like I saw an addition one time that wasn't fully signed off. And that's because they had, a, they put a kitchen in it they weren't supposed to. Oh, well, of so course. then, of course, I don't give them credit for the kitchen. I give them credit for the, the building, building and the room and the bathroom, but not the kitchen because they didn't have it permitted and signed off. Okay. You know. And so then does the lender give value to that or no? No. 
typically not. And you don't give value to I that. I either. So value to the square footage, but not to the Not to the kitchen. kitchen. Not to the unpermitted item. Okay. And so at what point does that need to be fixed or taken out? If it's a lender, they might require, if it's not permittable, if it's a full illegal kitchen in a, in a garage that, that isn't zoned for an ADU that's fully illegal and can't be permitted, they'll have them remove it. Like the whole thing? Yeah. And they'll, or they'll have them take the stove out and stub the gas line behind the wall and patch it. And have but they, take have, a but they of can it. leave it there. Then they just go put it back in when of I leave. Of course, I, I've seen you people know. do that. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> We're not advising that. But no, no, not at all. Because they'll come back and check on you. You right. know, mm-hmm. so then you're kind of living in fear. Then they're going to knock on the door. Let me look at your garage stove. You know, so yeah, yeah, anything that's not permitted, we try not to give it value for. Great. Well, tell everybody again where they can find you, and um, thank you so much for all your professionalism and all the things that you do in our community to make our place a nice place to live. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here. It's um, briansiskappraisals.com. Awesome. Well, stay tuned. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about what's happening in and around Ventura County. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate at the lowest cost is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is... NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 01507079. The number you really need to remember is mine 805 853 3030. Welcome back, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate, although I have a house full of guys here today. Um, I'm Karen Campbell. I'm Brian Zell. <laughs> Everybody teases me that I never have guys on the show, so every once in a while I just have oh, all of them. I've been here a few awesome. times. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Well, we have a couple things coming up. October 26th is the Latino Business Expo, and it is at the Ventura Fairgrounds. It is on the 26th. It's from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's $10 to get in. And there is a lot of fun to be had there. Have you been to that? I have not. Oh, well, you should go because it's very exciting. I would he love has... to, but I'm going to be in Hawaii on the 26th. Oh, darn. So I... Expo Hawaii. <laughs> I, know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, it's a great uh, networking opportunity. Um, you get There's lots of food vendors. There's lots of beer vendors. There's... Lots of businesses that go to that every single year. And uh, Adam does a great job putting it all together and doing pre-parties and after-parties and all of that. He just does a fantastic job. And there's not too many places where you can go and spend 10 bucks and um, have dinner, have a beer, and get to know your community. Mm. So it's a great, great event. Um, Halloween is around the corner. So Bacali's up in Ojai is uh, got a pumpkin patch from uh, today, uh, the 21st, until the 31st. There's no admission fee. Kids have a, a, hayride, a hayride they can do, and there's all kinds of pumpkins and gourds and lots of 
um, fall things to do up there. So fun thing to do, go up there and take the kids and enjoy the day. And then the Potter's Guild is having uh, their second annual uh, bowl of thanks. And that is at the Ventura Harbor. And they make all the pottery and sell it at a very decent price. And then hope that you will come back and look to see all the other wares. So that is this weekend also. And other than that, I think we're good. Thank you so much, Spence, for doing such a great job. We'll see you next week.